1: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
0: The Premier View Tipperary GAA podcast has just got its very first sponsor. The podcast is now proudly sponsored by Merch Monster. IE. On merchmonster.ie you can buy personalised hoodies, t-shirts,
1: polo shirts, personalised snood face coverings and a whole lot more. They've even got a product personaliser over on their website. Go over there
0: and check it out now. They deal in one-off orders and also in bulk orders, class hoodies, team man work polo shirts and everything else in between. Go over there and check them out now. It's Merchmonster. Now let's get back to this week's show.
1: Hello and welcome to the Premier View Tipperary GA podcast. Um, I'm joined today by a man who needs no introduction. He has played minor football for TIP, dual under 21, senior football, intermediate hurling, and has honours at Division 3 Football League twice, Division 4 Football League, an under 21 hurling medal and just recently a Munster senior football medal. He is Borsa Philip Austin. You're very welcome, Philip. Thanks very much for having me on. Uh, so, Philip, I didn't say in, in my introduction recently retired, but uh, you've decided to hang up the boots after many years of, of good service and, and one training session, I suppose, this year. But was this something you've been considering for, for a while and was the Manor of the Munster win last year a prompt for you to, to maybe finish up on, on a good note in terms of the history of winning the provincial title and the centenary of Bloody Sunday?
0: Um, yeah no I suppose uh, it's it's not what people think that uh, there was a Bronco coming up on Wednesday and I just uh, I I didn't fancy it Um, it had been in the back of my head maybe it was something that maybe it was something that I had I should have done maybe back in December or January it's just that the kind of one week followed another and next minute I realised that we were back in the field and um, I rang Davey and I said look this is what I'm thinking and he said look come on over Davey being Davey, an hour and a half later after I arrived over, I was walking back off the field after fully taking part in all the training session. Yeah. So, uh no, it had been something in my head, and then wise to that, uh, once bitten kind of thing, I uh, I rang him on Tuesday and I said so. No one full, full, full well train was Wednesday, and I rang him and I I, I told him no. So, listen, we had a, <coughs> we had a good discussion there for 20-25 minutes. Um, Davey, Davey's a great fella. Um, i had massive time for him, and of course, um. You know, we wouldn't have um, I suppose, got to where we got to that w- last year without him and, and he's a great teaming around him as well. And um, it was it was I was it was great to get to, I suppose, to play under him for the year and and, and see what see what the story would be.
1: Yeah. So we we had Samantha Lambert on there last week and she she when they when they were beaten last year, she said she cried the whole way home in the care. She knew she was done. Um she announced her retirement in in January. Then, whatever two two or three months later, and but it's only hitting her now. Would say when, when everyone is going back training. Did you feel even though you went back for the first session? Did you are you feeling a bit left out? A bit, So oh, Maybe I should be going training kind of thing now. Or? Yeah, I, not not really. I suppose um, like I think when you know you know because
0: the sun was shining um, on Wednesday. Uh, even on Monday, the sun was shining and there was no feeling in me that there was a similar feeling I might get for pre-season in November when I, hit, when I see the, the lights above Dr. Mars Park when I just arrived over and I realised I have to run around the pitch for an hour and a half. I was almost getting that feeling yet the sun was shining, so the ground was hard and I wasn't getting that feeling where I can't wait to get home from work, pick up the bag and get going um, because obviously time-wise... You're getting home from work half five, then you leave again, you're getting old for train half six, seven for train half seven, and then you don't get home until maybe eleven o'clock or that. Obviously the time commitments are huge. And it just wasn't that feeling that God, I, I can do this again. And I know preseason was a little bit different this year, all right. But um and maybe it's something that will hit me in a few weeks. But at the moment, no, I'm not being left out up <laughs> in two weeks' time, ten to May or whenever the government had said. Yeah. Um, because I know there's whilst there may have been a couple of years left with uh, to, in, to Inter-County like um, where, where the body was anyway um, I can now give you know, any, two, any, any extra month I gave there I was losing it down the back end of, of maybe time at the club like, which I, I, I would like to give back as well um,
1: so yeah not at the moment I <laughs> know no, no. Uh, so look just going back to, to November there um, as a group of players the win must have been very special especially uh, especially for the likes of yourself uh, Brian Fox Connor Sweeney you would soldiered so long um, I think he went for, well, you certainly went from 06 to 14, I think, without winning a Munster Championship match. I, I didn't realise that as a fair stat. Uh, but, but the stairs just seem to align for you. I mean, Liam Casey and Michael Quinlan didn't get to go travelling, so they were available. Uh, Colin Reardon was available. Is it something you believe was genuinely achievable, winning the Munster during all those lean years?
0: Yeah, I think if you go back to... Past players and people ask like, why you stayed playing even though the years were barren and maybe training numbers, training numbers were poor. Like, and I just felt it was a thing that you were just giving something back, or maybe just trying to carry the carry the torch along for as long as you could until maybe the players were there. And I mean, I mean, you had serious players all up along. I mean, if you look when I started off, the likes of you know Paul Fitzgerald and who who did who ends up playing for ends up playing a few years of Paul. Um, Emil Hammond the likes of Paddy Flash James Stapleton and Decky um you know great players and they were kind of doing the same thing I was doing they were carrying it along as far as they could and they passed it off Kevin Mulrhyne was another one um and, and they didn't get the, the monster they were looking for um they were they were very close with, with the Nike Kellys point in one um where a lot of them were still around then and Joe you know, they carried another a good few years after that um and I suppose, did I think we were going to win it? I wouldn't have stopped playing. I think if I thought, didn't think we were going to win it, I don't think any sports person goes in just to take part. They really, really believe they're going to win. And and as you say, it's a little bit like Liverpool in 05. Like sometimes, sometimes it's just destined to be like, and it just happened. The stars, as you say, aligned, and we won it. I think Reardon was a, coming back was a huge shot, like even for him to be in around. He was in around. I don't know that people know, but he was in around for the two. Yeah. the and the Limerick game, um, the Clare game, he was in and around, but it was just great. It was some boost. Like you could see the young fellas' uh, eyes light up when they saw him walking in. They were almost kind of, um, I suppose, rubbing their eyes. They couldn't believe when they saw him. And and I thought I don't know if Colin even realised the impact that he would have had with all, the, with, with all those players. Like, and I got to play a year with Colin. I suppose he was very young at the time. He was only eighteen or that. But and I always hoped I would be playing long enough for him to to maybe come back and play but I didn't realise the, the, the way it was, was going to go like and big shot again Casey and uh, Casey and Mikey Mikey was travelling Casey was due to go travelling and um, yeah look I suppose another team's got players back as well maybe just suited that we got such big players back and um, it made it all the more possible and I think with every player that you got back people probably believed it a little bit more and um, you know if you have every single player believing what, that you're going to achieve a Munster title
1: if there's no reason why you can't. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably cut out the bit you said about Liverpool in 05. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I'm a Chelsea supporter, does not <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. But, but, uh, it? Yeah, it must be good to look back on. Uh, and maybe it's, it's not something you'll do now, but in, in, in future, that your last or, or nearly last contribution in in the jersey was, the, I suppose, the, the winning pointer or, or the, the point that secured. Um, that that famous win in November it's something you look back on, on, on with a lot of fondness in, in time to come
0: yeah well uh, I did play a few minutes against Mayo there as well but
1: we'll try to forget about that game um,
0: yeah I, w- I will look back Yeah, on it um, I think you kind of mentioned it earlier I suppose when things are lined up and maybe it's lucky. Maybe it's better to be more lucky I mean I was just in the right place at the right time and I mean, it was simple enough in the end, but it was, it is It is nice to look, I, I probably will in, in time to come properly reflect and look back on it with great fondness. Um, But it was It was a surreal moment at the end because I, I played an awful lot of games and I wouldn't actually be on the pitch at the end because probably I ended up coming off with 55, 60 minutes and to be on the pitch for one of the biggest games of your life at the end with no supporters was a Very surreal moment, but nice because you got to spend it with you know, like as I, you mentioned earlier, like, like Foxy, like that's someone that had soldiered with for a long time. And Sweeney has been there for 10 years, and, and a lot of the the players that have been there, even Mikey, the, he's the young man, has been there seven, eight years as well. So, yeah. um, yeah, and it's it's just, it's just nice to spend it with the players. And even that, even like we so there was no big night or anything that was just um, spending time with that you've you've played with all up along, like young man.
1: So let me take you back there to 06 now, uh, Philip. And uh, you had played minor in 04. You were a dual under 21 in 06. And then Seamus McCarthy comes along and gives you your debut for the senior team versus Kerry at 19. That was a huge vote of confidence from McCarthy. How did you feel about having to mark Tomas O'Shea on your debut? Or does a 19-year-old even think about that sort of thing?
0: I, I, I remember the game down in down, um, Fitzgerald, uh, Fitzgerald Stadium, but... um. Look, it was just I never felt as if I was um, in the wrong place in terms of like should I be there or not like I always felt at home on on, on a ga field or and, and especially playing football um, and it didn't really matter who or who I wasn't on like it was just someone else and I would have I would quietly be confident in all my own ability like so. But it was again nice, as my father would have said, like, like to up shoulders as well with some of the top players in the game. Like it's, it's come again, I look back at it in fondness, but it wouldn't have been something at the time I would be thinking, God, I can't wait to get this last jersey. Now it wouldn't have been something I would have ever have done. Like yeah. most of my tip jerseys up. I maybe have two or three jerseys from other counties. I've I've never really changed or swapped jerseys because it was never something that I kind of like doing because you weren't doing both. It's a very, very proud thing to do. Like,
1: yeah, absolutely. So that, that same year, uh, you you hurled, uh, you played tw- twenty one football, as I said, and you were also on the twenty one hurling team. And um, you won a Munster twenty one medal that year. How how did you manage the workload that year? Can you remember? Was it was a tough going?
0: Yeah, it was it was it was difficult because I was actually working in Dublin at the time, um, and it was it was it was quite difficult. It's it is a very it is a very very difficult thing to do and um, work both grades. And I think it's actually become more difficult. But I think modern-day managers are actually are, are pretty good at working together um, with each other and actually monitoring your workload. And there's loads of different apps and things now that you can. And there's a lot of, um, I suppose, cross cross chat between different setups. That if they have the best, I suppose, the best um, interest of the player at heart, they'll they'll know that they this is their this is their player. This is their, what they're investing in, and and they're going to obviously.
1: You know this is where they're getting the results from, so they need to look after their player, like, yeah, yeah. So that, so, that 21 team was a very, very good team, which you were unfortunate to come up against the star studded Kilkenny team that would backbone their senior team for the following decade. You came on early in the replay, scored two points, but is it one game that you look back on with a little bit of regret?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's funny you say that because it is, it is a game now that got away from us. Um, I think we could have lost it up in Quote Park really though because we, um, we, we drew it in Quote Park but we, we were in the, we were in a winning position and we sat back and just invited Kenny on and, and that is not something you want to do and I think, I think the game was honest, lost in Quote Park um, that day but I remember myself and Danny Hanlon came on I think we came on at the same time um, and he, he got two points, I got two points and I, I don't know if we lost by one or two fights at the end, but I was, it was one of the most gutting uh, feelings ever after that game yeah. because I, I never, that was, I, I, I played into a bit of intermediate um, County Huron, but I never, you know, that was my last Inter-County, inter-county Huron game as such because I broke this home the following year and I didn't get to play my last year under 21 and we lost to Cork in the first round.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, yeah, so that was... So yeah, it was it was a tough, tough defeat. Like, and you're young too, like playing in such a you know you, you have a big game, you're 19 years of age you know, and honor fine. It's
1: it's a big game to you, like big game. Yeah, absolutely. So after that, you you essentially went full throttle with football. And uh, when you were out at 21 with a few odd years of intermediate Ireland in 10 and 11. Were you always gearing towards playing football, or were you like a lot of North Tip lads of you on and trying to make to see an Ireland team? It
0: was um well, realistic, well, realistically, I suppose, um, it was after that year. I think it was seven or eight called in after that 21 all all-ireland final. And I wasn't, I wasn't one that was called in. And, and then when, when I didn't get a chance to play 21 the following year, the kind of writing's on the wall because you haven't been seen in a, in a year as such. Um, so it was always going to be difficult. And I suppose I was relatively late to Hurling as well. I didn't pick it up till, until I was 12 or 13. So skill was something that was kind of... Uh, maybe lacking in probably both a little bit of hurling of football, but like my first quarter call would have always been hurling coming from a hurling club, um, but I was probably better at football.
1: Yeah.
0: And I was treated very, like I was very, very welcomed into a football panel Um, and you know, looked after well, like in the club were always very, very good in that regard as well. Like never, you know, I'd be coming back after
1: playing football and you know, they wouldn't be too hard on me either. Like, they wouldn't would be very, very good. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, as I said, you, you played Joule what, Joule 21 in 06. You played, um, as you said, intermediate Hurland senior football for two years running. Where do you come down on the whole jewel player question at underage today? Is it unrealistic for lads at minor to succeed at both now uh, with the way the games fall, I suppose, in your opinion? Yeah, well, it, uh, it, do, it doesn't
0: make any sense um, not to bring players along and play both because they can, comp- can complement each other to be honest um, and you could argue a point I know people will, will admit, some people are going to disagree with me but um, that was it, was it two years ago they got to the minor and they lost both the minor football and minor, minor hurling on Ireland was a, 15 15 okay so well, time's flying <laughs> but, um, yeah you could argue that maybe they wouldn't have got there um, if, 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 if they hadn't had the footballers and the hurlers and the footballers Maybe they would have gotten either. Um, so it was a massive achievement. It's just again, it's something that can be it, it can be worked, but possibly after minor, I don't think it can work. Yeah. Um, but you have to like if you start dis- discarding players from your, we say, for argument's sake, from your hurling team, that because they're playing football, um, and then they decide they don't they don't make you know they don't make the hurling team then. And yet they're, they're 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 pretty good footballers, but they haven't been in the football bracket. They don't have been in the football community life for that's why. Well, then they're kind of ca- they catching up in skills that they may have been able to do as they went along. So I just don't think you, you should be discarding players, I suppose, as as quickly as as, as we do in, in in the county, because I just do think they can they can complement each other.
1: Yeah. Uh, so in, in eleven, uh, you played senior football on the twenty second of May. You played intermediate hurling on the 30th of May, and then you had the qualifiers in a couple of weeks later George Hennigan and Brian Fox also played Portland that year did mm. you train or was it just a turn up on the day job like was it was it very hard to actually manage that, that workload
0: yeah it was it was difficult to be honest um, we mostly played the football and then we would train maybe once a week with the intermediate hurling and look if I'm very very honest I look back now and I'd say just it wasn't feasible and um I think it wasn't really fair either maybe on some of the intermediate hurlers there that you were potentially taking their position um, that had been training with the hurlers all year and, and it's something that I possibly do regret that like you should really realistically at that stage just be one or the other and um, because obviously you, you, have, you, have, you have lads that are playing intermediate there, it means the worst to them and it's, it's that, that means any less to me it's just that like they have been committing to the team all along and we were coming in and out and, and I just don't think that's fair either um, but the workload was managed just we we, we would go down and we were playing maybe the first half of it of a, a, a chat a game a challenge game they were playing and then they were they were pretty good the intermediate manager then kind of
1: to rest us and things like that yeah um, when John Evans arrived on the scene, um, no disrespect, I suppose to any manager going before, but was that a, a culture shock for the panel? Was there was there a different level um, of, of training of, of professionalism professionalism brought brought to the scene? Yeah, it's a good
0: point. It's a good question. Um, because because James McHare gave give him my start and then John Evans like they were my first my first two managers and anyone I've ever worked with I've gone on, like I've gone on really, really well and, and again they were they were two they were great tip men as well and and, and I think as you said no disrespect to them as well maybe when John Evans came in people saw him as this guy that was coming in from Kerry the kingpins of football and maybe the whole thing is going to kick off then and I think because he had been with um the Abbey as well a lot of the footballers knew him from down there as well and he he seemed to be able to get players in. And because there was some form of kind of like an aura about him, he, he just seemed to be getting to get a lot more players in, and that had been something we struggled with, um, for a few years. But since I well maybe it was before even before I started, but when I started, we, we were really really struggling with numbers. Um, something that was was always a problem because we you couldn't have games, and you were always struggling to have even small modified games and stuff. And when he came along, then you were getting your, you know, you were getting thirty in, and this was this was. Seen as remarkable yeah. stuff, and uh, that the bar was kind of maybe low at times and training wise. Like, and he, he was seen to be able to, he was able to get players in, yeah. and I just think it was because he was coming from a, a Kerry background and was an outside manager. And and again, it's it shouldn't have been the way. I mean, you had Shane you know John Owens in there, and, and they were you know, top tip men with and with good. I suppose you know they had good management teams with them as well. Like, and again, uh, local tip guys, and um, we just couldn't get the numbers in and. True, no fault of their own. It was just that football wasn't maybe seen in, in, in that regard. And yes, you had some quality players there. I kind of mentioned that at the start
1: that were carrying the torch all, up, all along as well. Yeah. Um, Peter Creedon then came on the scene and he'd be a, a completely different personality type to, to Evans. Does it take time to adjust to a new management style? Um, uh, No, that's not something that that... Can be it's something that
0: can be done relatively quickly, I would say. Especially the fact that I had worked with Peter as a minor and I was and, and he'd worked with other players, you know, around that age bracket as well. So when he came in, he had he would have known a lot of the, he would have known all the players nearly firsthand. Yeah. So he would have worked with them, and, then, and again, everyone would hold, hold Peter in very high esteem. Um, and I suppose he's a he's an honorary temporary man I said well he, is, always- now, yeah. oh, he is now yeah um, and he's, he's worked with very very good teams up along and he just he does he's, he's a much more quiet demeanor than, than John had um, but he but he held massive respect amongst the players and management or, and the management team that he, he was quietly spoken but he got his point across very very well and he, and he has a very very good football brain as well he would think about the game a lot like and uh, so yeah I would say relatively quickly
1: yeah. Um, how, how special was the goal against Kerry in 2010? Did it make it even better that it was live on TV? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> I'll be honest, it's not something I've ever actually really talked about
0: too much, yeah. uh, to be perfectly honest. We, we lost the game. I, I contributed to the scoreboard, but we, effectively, we lost the game. It didn't really make a difference. Like, um, if we had won the game, maybe a different scenario, but, uh,
1: yeah, it was, it was fine. It was fine. I look back in a few years. Uh, as we as referenced earlier, um, despite a Division Three league in 2009, the championship was a graveyard for Tip with the odd qualifier win dotted in those years. But then I suppose we had the, the 2010 under-21 Munster success. The following year you had Munster and All-Ireland minor success. Did that give a boost to you guys that were on the panel? Did it motivate you to keep, to keep going and, and knowing that, that this group of players were coming on and were going to really add to the team? After the twenty-one final was it? After both, I would say after 10 and 11 where you had the twenty-one monster win, and then you had the two the minor monster and um, All Ireland in eleven must have been a great boost to depend.
0: Yeah, well, I, and I suppose the twenty-ones, the likes of Conor Sweeney and and Sean Carey are yeah, and uh, Peter action had been in had been in with us um, already training with us, like so. Know, their their cards were marked already. They kind of were you know known as as good footballers, and they were in with us, so we kind of. It was easy. It was easy enough to know as they were coming along that they were these these were good footballers. And um, you know, Keir McDonald as well was captain of the team. And Keir McDonald was one of the most impressive players I've ever come across. Like um and and just any anytime he spoke, like the room was just unbelievably silent, like you he couldn't hear you'd hear a pin drop. Um and when we knew those type of players were coming behind us, there was I'm sure I, I know Cracker Cracker would have been delighted. You know he would have been delighted with this kind of stuff going on. You know, obviously if you've been there so long, like he gave a huge commitment as well. And when you're there that long and you see this kind of this, this this surge of footballers, you get it's hard not to get excited about it. And. And he was probably what I was like um in the last few years, fiercely excited by what I saw coming up along and, and improving like and I and I, I have witnessed all those young young fellas, you know, coming up along and, and improving so much. Um and to see the likes of, you know, Sweeney get his all-star and and and, and Ashton get his nomination and, and Bill Maher and Robbie and Kylie and all them, like and you know, just it, it, you've you've seen them evolve into like you know forces in the football field, which is it's mighty really.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so the results undoubtedly started to pick up, I suppose, from fourteen onwards with the influx of those minors and 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 as you said, the twenty ones were were mature. Uh, it must have given a great belief to everyone in the camp at that time that the hard work was really beginning to bear fruit.
0: Yeah, and I suppose most. I'd, I'd like to think, in fairness, most management teams kind of were adding a little bit as they went along, and the exposure was starting to rise um, and, and gain a little bit of traction. And we, they like the likes, a lot of those, um, the likes of um, Paul and and Muller and Hannah and and Deke and they and Paddy Flan, all them and Shane they won. They won the. Um, they won the Tommy Murphy, all you know, four. It, it, it was something that didn't seem to, it, it, nothing really kicked on from it after. Um, and it was like we were rebuilding again. And it, it, I think evidence coming in seemed to increase the exposure of, of it. Yet a lot of players had done an awful lot. A lot of management had done an awful lot of work beforehand and, and, and the on everyone else. And at this stage, the development squad started with this kind of, went in tandem with like the development squads being set up in uh, 14, 15 and 16 which made a huge difference as a knock-on then um, which then I think we probably started to see then um, a few years after that, a sh- few short years after that which just goes yeah. to show you like um on the back of, we say, Lowry's announcement yesterday, you know, you can't not be excited if a name comes in. And I suppose at that time, maybe Evans was the name we we were all on our list. Like, um, Then Peter came in, of course, added his own bit to it again. um, And then Liam came in and Liam would have had a a good, um, I suppose, a good background with Limerick
1: um,
0: as well. And we seem to be attracting bigger names. um, I suppose the longer that we were... I suppose the further it went on and the closer, the, the the longer the time was going on, we seemed to be attracting bigger names and getting a little bit more exposure. Um, and the results kind of were still up and down and they were mixed. There didn't seem to be. We, I know we, we got a few um, victories in, I would we'll say, we were quite pretty progressive in our league. So we won, we won Division 4 and two Division 3s. But... Still at that stage, we couldn't break our championship duck. Like we were still very poor in the championship, and um, at that stage, we were we were we were getting on average, i say, if even a game or two
1: games, yeah, uh, yeah. A, a year, like. Yeah, as you mentioned, there Liam Kearns came on board um, for 2016, and the start of the year looked like it, it could be a, a bit of a disaster. But then it took on a life of its own. Can you can you remember? Can you talk me through the highlights of the year? I mean, beating Cork in mm-hmm. yeah, for the first time since '44. You the Munster final against Kerry. You you went to Breffni Park to play Derry. You had Galway that Galway game in, in the quarterfinals, and then those unbelievable scenes between the supporters and players in the Hogan Stand after that semi-final to Mayo. Yeah, it's funny that now
0: because I'd almost have to go back even a, a couple of months just before that. We finished up the league above in Sligo, and we were nearly relegated down to Division Four. Only we picked up a a, a point up there, and a, and I'd say that possibly was the lowest point. Um. I'd say that was the lowest point probably of my my playing career with um, with, with Tip in football. Uh, because we were I remember we were driving back up in the car myself, Bill Maher, Mikey and, and Alan Campbell. And I just thought, well, oh, this is what are we at here? Like, um, do you know, we're we're floundering around coming sixth in division three. And what business do we have trying to compete against Cork and Gary or Division One teams? And we can't even we can't even get out of division three. What are we at? And um Again, we played Watford that year with the first game. George Hannigan snipped over two points or three, two points on his left foot, which is unheard of. And sometimes, uh, sometimes things are just kind of written. <laughs> in, really, I think um, after that, yeah, sitting down, we were, the train hadn't started. And we were kind of very relaxed, just sitting down the week of the Cork game. And Kim okay, McDonald says we need we need to get these guys going or something. And I was like, oh, just we just settle now because we'd be put, you'd be putting sometimes if you say there's a problem, there, there might be a problem. But if you say there's a problem, then there is a problem.
1: Yes. So
0: we didn't really say too much and uh, we just got on it and then we got into a circle down the, the, before we travelled to the to the stadium um, against Cork. Um, and I remember Lean Kearns kind of said to us, he said, look, Baptist, if you finish up playing football next year, um, I think he said to George Hanning, he said, if you finish up playing football this year or next year, like, are you going to be happy with that, or how will you feel about it? And, and George turned around and said, "I'll I'll feel pretty. I'll feel as if I'm after failing. Like if we we don't beat Cork at all, and during my career, I like, can kind of kick on from there." They went out, and there was some amazing performances. Um, there was some amazing performances around the field that day, and I don't think we ever looked as if we were ever going to get beaten that day. And and sometimes it's just that's just the way it is. Mm. And then I suppose if you work on then and you go on three weeks later. Um I remember Mikey was Mikey um Quinny was sick for the wasn't great for the game and kind of sometimes when you get a boost we say Reardon coming in for this year for our in 2021 for the football gave us a big kick on going to play our games and then something like that when you're a talent man like wasn't feeling great for the game and kind of it's a bit of a kick a kick in the stomach. And um we just didn't perform against Kerry and I just felt we maybe put too much pressure on actually trying to win a monster as opposed to actually beat Kerry and mm-hmm. Thinking of the finished product as opposed to maybe the process of getting through the game, and we just couldn't break them down, and they were too strong for us, and um, it was just a level too far. And I think probably as Decky, Decky Brown actually said, it was probably going to be the biggest game of Tip footballs. I don't know, I don't know why he actually said, but he said the, the big game for them wasn't the Munster final; it was the actual game against Derry. And it's only now, I suppose, he looked back. He was probably right, and he and it's so experienced, like. And, again, I he, and he's in with Tip now, and that'll be a big boost for them, with the experience he's bringing. But um, he said at the time, yeah, he was like, well, this is the big game, not the dairy game. And again, it looked as if it was getting away from us. And I think that was the game really that defined maybe our year in that, because we just got over the line. Sweeney kicked, Sweeney kicked two worldies of points at the end of the game. Again, there was massive performances all over the field. Just got over the line. But what that game did for us then, it allowed all those players, the likes of Peter Ashton and Bill Maher and Robbie Kiley and Sweeney and Foxy, all of them and and, and Comfort to get the exposure at the highest level to show how good they were. Mm -hmm. And again, beating Galway then kind of at nearly almost our ease and sometimes when you're playing that well, you don't actually know how you're playing well or why you're playing well or why you're winning even. It just seems, things seem to click and it's the same way if you're playing poorly. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's very, very hard to put your finger on why you're playing poorly. And that's the, that's the beauty of sport, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the Mayo game, possibly a game that got away from us. I felt that was maybe one that got away from us over the years. So maybe a la the Kilkenny the uh, 21 game back in, back in in
1: six or seven. Um, yeah, just looking at that Mayo game, how, how did the, the early black card for Robbie Kiley, did that really change the course of the game for, for us?
0: Uh, in a defensive and
1: attacking uh, way, yeah, absolutely. Um
0: I think it was one of the harshest backs of it I've ever seen I mean just yeah and, and, and my your heart would go him as well because it was he he has tip football at, at heart as well uh, and it was a tough one because he had to rejig. You, you had to bring on a sub um, and you lose his direct line he's not a weaving type player he's a direct runner kind of rugby-esque like breaking a line like, that was his always his game and you're losing that element from your attack which is going to be huge and then also it's, it takes time to reshuffle and we've always been a team that like we could potentially if we can concede a goal we could potentially concede three points along way, hit or four points and I think we went from maybe being two points up to going in five points down or something like that very very quickly in the blink of an eye and I think that is the unforgiving nature of, of top level sport which which we learned the hard way um in the Noil-Ireland semi final but uh, undoubtedly there was a game that got away from us and we we brought it back to three points and then i think well, i think i can remember there i think it was like, um Killian o'connor i don't know if was dermot was kicking in the ball slipped kicking in the ball and it was this, ended up being this most beautiful pass uh, into i don't know whoever uh, whoever was in the full forward line and just managed to cut through like in a soccer game with the ball in and and was finished to the net but um again that sport you need a bit of luck on your side maybe we got our luck this year and we didn't get it then or maybe we had rode our luck at that stage <laughs> and it was Mayo's turn but um yeah so that was probably that that was the year but it was beautiful it was it was amazing really the year just kicked off um and again I can't really explain to you why it kicked off it was just it's one of those things and I, I would just put it down to it's just it's just sport
1: yeah so look we will step away from from the inter-county game for the moment so Football in, in our tip has, has really been neglected, I, I would say, with only a handful, a handful of clubs really playing as any heed. So it must have been very satisfying for you to win a county medal with Tomás with McDonoughs in, in 2011, beating some very established clubs, commercials, my Rovers on the way. Was it as special as it would have been with your own club mates or was it diluted slightly from the divisional effort?
0: Yeah, well, I, I mean, if you compare to... Um, we won the Intermediate County Final in 10... Uh, hurling, so you—I don't think you can compare it to that because what I, mean, I like would like. Um, whereas you've been playing, like we've played the club all along. It was massively special because we had become almost like a, a club team where we had imagination of a few clubs. Now I know that there was a number of clubs there, but we still only were able to pull. We only still only pulled from three or four clubs realistically. Um, traditionally, hurling clubs, and it was unbelievably special. Um, and we did have, we had a mighty evening after the game and it did feel like it was, yeah. we were actual club team because we did get to know each other very well and we would have known each other you know, from the North, north Tip market. Like, so it's not as if we weren't known and you had the likes of a lot of good footballers that had gone through the that, had gone, that actually had been in playing with Tip at some stage as well. Yeah. And it meant it meant so much to them as well. And it was nice beating uh, my rowers and commercials on the way because we would have known all those players there and we would have played with a lot of them. And, We did it playing not pretty football. Um, I I think the final was 9 7 or something like that. It was something pretty deplorable, but listen, it doesn't really matter when you win it. But it it was great. And it was massive because it was so much work from Joe Hannigan that went in as well. And it was great for him because he, uh, well, I was delighted for him because he had put in such a stint um, trying to progress football in the North and in TIP. And a lot of his work, I feel, sometimes goes unheard of as well because. He he's, 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 he's mighty and he he brings great exposure to it as well. No, yeah. his warm up for be wonderful, but um, <laughs> he, better,
1: he better stick to the official stuff. Um, yeah, look, and that that led me straight into my next question. Was Big Joe was instrumental in getting that team together? How big an influence did he have on football? I suppose he was a huge influence, obviously, on that team, but how big an influence in, in, in Tip overall is he? I mean, he was a county football board chairman and, and very outspoken when he was there, as only Joe can be. He, he's a, he's a, a big personality, and, and he he was very influential, isn't he?
0: Yeah, look, um, I suppose I'll, I'll answer tentatively because there's, there's, there's so much... Um, good work goes on that the Tip Football would not manage without the, the supporters club and I know Big Joe was integral in that and I'm reluctant to name names as well because I, I'd, I'd be afraid to leave someone out that has put on massive put put in massive massive work in the background that to be honest I don't think we're fully aware of to be well, I, I know we're fully aware of um, the work that goes on in the background and I mean, they're down selling tickets like, which must be sometime in. The, they're down selling tickets for twenty euro pop when we when we were in the depths of despair. Like we weren't helping them out at all when we were playing poorly on the pitch and floundering down Division Four and Division Three. We can't be helping the thing out, and they were still driving the thing on as best they could, and they never put any pressure on us to do anything that you know we didn't. They were just get let allowing us to play the football that we wanted to play, and they were quietly going about their business and. To this day, like they, they, they still do massive, massive work. And Joe, um, you know, without them, would any of the success, the success be possible? Possibly not. Possibly not. You know, and and I think I think they put in massive work. And Joe has been integral in that as well. But there's a, there's a lot of lot, lot of other guys there as well that are part of that.
1: Yeah. Would you like to see that North Tip selection um, back together to try and compete at senior level in Tip? Do you think the clubs of the North Tip division need to up their game and promote promote football more? And um, I suppose not only just the North clubs, but all, all over the county, uh, do, do the clubs need to promote football better within their within their own ranks? Yeah,
0: it's a tricky one. I mean. I suppose you're just a, it's a case maybe that just the, every club seems to be in North Tip fully focused on hurling and that's their number one their number one love. And and it's very hard to force football down the throat of people that don't want or maybe don't have the interest in it. Um, could there be a, a breakaway? I, I, there probably could be like, you maybe down the line you could look at something. The fact that the split season's coming in probably leads, probably gives it a better chance in that. You're not, you're not trying to get players like the, Kill the Dangan players. We we often had trouble getting very talented players because they would have been they would have been always seen being in the latter stages of the senior championship and quarterfinals, semifinals. So then we went from a case of you know if we just say we had a panel of twenty and four or five of them were involved, then we'd go dig them out somewhere else. And same way we, we used to get a few players from Kilowan, Bogie and Bill O'Mara and Ray Mulotney and the like. Um, and again, if they were going pretty well, then we wouldn't have them. So it was an ever-changing kind of a fluid setup um, that we possibly could have gone through, um, you know, 30, 35 players yeah. just two games. And in the end, I think we were taking fines for not not turning up. And you're, you're not really giving it a good stab. You're just doing it for the sake of it. And I think if you were to do it, I think it needs to be done properly. And, and I don't have the answer for it, to be honest. I, I don't, I can't. I can't put my finger on what, what will help. I know development like development squads and stuff may help, but I think it's probably a revolution in the clubs, a revolution, like a club thing that needs to be done. But again, I can't put my finger on what would need to be done.
1: Yeah. So just um, you're, you're a teacher by trade as well. So some people think that children today don't get enough exercise. As a PE teacher, would you agree? And if so, would you like to see more time devoted to PE in schools?
0: Yeah, well, I think there should be full time uh, PE teachers in primary schools. To be perfectly honest, um, there's, there's. You're, you're asking prime, like primary school teachers are. I wouldn't be able to be a primary school teacher. They have the most unbelievable patience, and they have an array of m- the multitude of different skills they can turn from English to Irish to Maths in the flip of a flip of a coin, and it's unbelievable, and. To ask them as well to be to, to take on something so big as well when they're all their hands are already full and they're trying to meet curriculum of all, six or seven or eight or nine or ten different subjects, and then you're asking them to look after the physical uh, well-being of of kids is absolutely it's humongous and it's just not possible. There's not enough hours in the day that kids are running in school from, say not whatever not half nine nine, maybe half nine to three o'clock. There just aren't enough hours in the day to get that much. And they're supposed to be getting 60 minutes physical activity a day. Unless they're getting it at home, there's no possible way they can get it in school because there's too much curriculum to actually um, to cover. And, and it's no, like the PE or the, the primary school um, teachers, they're in, a, they're in a difficult position because they're the ones getting the blame and it's 100% not their fault. Yeah. I just think I, I des- um, the whole system is flawed. And I think the only way to—I know in, in other countries they have specially designed um, systems where they have a PE teacher in and takes the takes the kids for PE and and that really is the progressive way and the best way to go forward. If if if, if been told,
1: yeah, very good. So what's next for boston in his sport and life? I know you were telling Inda before we came on that you were trying to turn pro at golf, but if that doesn't work out for you. Is the plan to stay playing away with your club? Have you any ambitions to keep involved as a coach or a manager down the line? Uh, Sports-wise, anyway,
0: um, yeah, I'm trying to get down. I'm I'm, I'm at around 20, so I give myself the target of getting down to maybe 19 by the end of the summer.
1: Um, (laughs) Lofty ambitions.
0: I'm a a lefty, yeah, yeah, very ambitious. I'm a lefty golfer. If it's a very, very sunny day, I won't get much of a tan because I spend a lot of my time in trees. (laughs) <laughs> um, I won't be on any of those any of those uh, teams any, any time soon but uh, yeah it's a target I kind of have set that I, I, I'm going to try and prove and because I always said I, when I'd like to I'd like to uh, play golf when I finish up I just think it's it's a nice pastime it could be a nice sport if you really really, really wanted to get into it um, but if I just wanted to tip out on a Saturday uh, morning with a few of the guys it's around for four hours and you get to hang around with the lads yeah. I, just, I think it's nice and a lot of the footballers um, do play a lot, I say half football play that I got so it might be a nice way to actually kind of link back in with them and just be And because it is difficult to meet lads after you finish up playing Um hence the reason I tipped over for a yeah. session on the night but uh, yeah then coaching wise I'm with the 15s I was with the 16s last year the age group has changed so I'm with the 15s this year in the club um, and I do a little bit with the primary school on the way home from school on a Friday um, and after that, I don't know, and um, I will somewhere down the line give give something back to the football, but I just I just need to step away from it for now. Yeah. Just to be sure that, Davy. If Davy sees me over there, he won't like, <laughs> try your boots again. Um, and yeah, that's right. I don't know down the line, coaching, coaching underage, definitely, uh, definitely giving something back to the football. Um, playing wise with the club, yeah, and the fact that I've given it up now, uh, I've retired now, I am. I do believe that for every few months I would have I would have played football, I would have lost a little bit more time out of the hip and out of my, my body and I think now I can give, I hope, injury-free, injury-pending, I would like to give three, four years of the club there and and really, because we have a great, we have a young, nice young team there at the moment and um, a little bit like the football back um, a good few years ago, they're, they're building on like kind of minor in 21 success and we have a good backbone there now so it is enjoyable and I can't wait to get down um, whatever it is next week or the week after down to see the lads
1: again because you wouldn't see too much of them outside of the hurling field very good very good so before we finish up I have a series of quick fire questions one word answers will do um, so as we said you, there's quite a few medals you have in your position what's your most precious medal? Uh, intermediate uh, county final in 2010 2010 no doubt about it uh, what was your favourite game to play in? Um, Sixteen. Uh, favorite game to play in, probably the county final. though. So. county final. Okay. Favorite stadium to play in. Turlus. Your biggest regret. Not playing an All Ireland final. Um, best player you have played with or against. Um with
0: I'm going to go with Peter Atchison it's a, it's, a t- it's a tight one between him and Kieran McDonald uh, Sweeney's putting in a late bust but I'm going to go <laughs> with Peter Atchison uh, he finished up far too soon very good um, um, hardest player to play against well be, if it was, Cla- was Kieran McDonald so I could put the two of
1: them in there um, I keep it I keep it within tip very good uh, do players read Premier View don't
0: know i um, I'd say, I'd definitely say Brian Fox does. He, <laughs> so he definitely, I'd, say, I'd definitely say Brian Fox, he's in there, I'd say, it's incognito, I'd say. Um, some of the older players would have uh, definitely um, uh, um, been tuning in. I don't know that they ever contribute. Yeah, they did, yeah. But, uh, Brian Fox definitely I know because but well, he pretends he doesn't because he goes in I'd say to look at, look at his own name and stuff
1: yeah probably posting his own name i like it <laughs> yeah yeah I'd say if you're one of those guys in like saying Jesus Brian Fox is flying <laughs> uh, the dome in WIT or the stables in UL
0: uh, oh the dome <laughs>
1: <laughs> have you been kicked off the football WhatsApp Yes.
0: I, I left I left I um I left on whatever it was on Wednesday before train. I just wished them the best of luck and I left all groups. There was a good few groups today. I left all the nutritionist group and the, the SNC group
1: and I was, some of the groups that happy enough today, but not the <laughs> Uh Senior football winners in tip for twenty twenty one. Club club yep club. Um.
0: Asher, hard to see pass. I'd like to see. I'd actually like to see uh, my Rovers get one over in commercials, but
1: uh, I'd say commercials again. Yeah, Dan Breen winners.
0: Dan Breen. Um... i <sighs> gonna have Rob. I see. I'd like to see a lot more women after being absolutely robbed last year. <laughs> win, but it was, I, I felt. I felt poor, I felt
1: very uh, hard for a uh, lot more. Yeah. Uh, intermediate football. Uh Feel free to name Kappa White as this one, intermediate hurling. Burskane <laughs> <laughs> so, are going to do the double this year in Ireland. Ireland. Oh, you heard it first here. <laughs> uh, all Ireland hurling. All Ireland
0: hurling. Um, can't see fast Limerick uh, the football. Um Football, I can't, I'm going to be born here. I, I just, I, maybe Dumb, but yeah, I just can't see Dumb getting caught. Um,
1: I just can't see them getting caught. Can Tip retain the Munster football title?
0: Can they, I think they can, yeah. I think they have a good, they have a, as I said, I was walking down to the pitch on Monday, they 40, 45 training down there. They had to cut that down to whatever, 30, 34, 36 quality, there's quality footballers in there. There's no, there's no reason why they couldn't, Um, you know, there's no reason why they can't be. Kerry they just have to have that mentality that they're, they're, they, they, um, they 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 all can you know if they are going into the same mentality that they are going to beat them. There's no reason why they don't. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a fifty-fifty game, and um, and if the preparation is done, there's no reason why they can't. The talent is there, um, and all they need then
1: after that is the drive and again a bit of the luck on the day as well. Yeah, and I swear he didn't ask me to ask you this. Has Brian Fox a better work rate than Brian Doer?
0: Uh, I've seen Brian do Um uh, No, he does not. Brian Dooper, <laughs> no, no, uh, definitely not. No, Brian do definitely better work rate. Uh, Foxy comes back. He sits in his sweeper cleans up the ball and hand passes it and then just sits then again for the next two. <laughs> he's very effective at it. I must say, he's very effective. Uh, but work rate. No, I, I would say he's. he's I had fair He's excellent work rate. Um, to be honest, like he's 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 a top guy. I mean he. Um, he was looking at maybe potentially not uh, retaining his position. That like he was struggling there um, earlier on in 2021, and they, they were kind of seeing him as a as a kind of an impact role. And he he more or less just kind of gave them the two fingers up and said, "No way, I'm not being I'm not being an impact player." And he just they, they had to start him. He was playing so well. Uh, he was he was <clears throat> he, he never seems to lose the ball. I mean, he's so good on the ball. That rambling point he scored against. Uh, Limerick was the, the maddest find I've ever seen um, he rambled all the way down the field and they all just disappeared and moved away from him and tapped it over the bar
1: it was, it was, it was glass yeah I know he's, he's an absolute uh, top player Philip Austin it was a pleasure to have you on the Premier View thanks very much for joining us thanks very much Michael no bother thank uh, you thanks very much for having me